Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. And it is Monday, Monday evening, November 30th, 2015. And we are here tonight to talk about the only true impenetrable asset protection company anywhere in the world. Nobody else can do what the STS program does. And I'm saying that very humbly because this is after, this is a result of 20 years now of research and of, of um uh, wanting myself to be protected, and uh, it has turned into a, a into an international um, international program. Now we have we have clients in a number of countries, and uh, uh, tonight we have no talking points to an extent. We've got something I'm going to start with right off the bat, but it's not really a. I guess you could call it. It could be a talking point, but I got it at the last minute, and I wanted to make sure that we had it uh, taken care of. Um, I got an email, and it's from some of the people. It was from a person that's in the GLGI, uh, was in the GLGI program, and now they're, uh, they're, fighting, they're looking right into the eyes of some battles here now that we can, we can surely eliminate a lot of those battles. It says, Jerry and, Jerry and Mike, over the past few days, we, have re- we also received some due diligence findings from a couple of interested indivi- individuals that I am sure you have come across many times. You are exactly right, my friend. I have. Uh, this, this email you sent me is nothing new, but it's time for it to be brought up again in front of everybody. We can call it what we want, but human nature is human nature. I agree. And as a matter of fact, when I first seen the articles that you talk about here, I I was very skeptical myself in my research. That was right, basically right in the beginning. Um, We we can call it what we want, but human nature is human nature. The typical skeptics, etc., are out there and have the right to write negative, unsupportive comments about STS and pure trusts in general. If possible. Can this be addressed on the call as well? Many will need the comfort of eliminating as much as possible when it comes to finding uh, comes to findings of STS, pure trust equals scam, etc. Some alar- some some in uh, some alarming examples that have been brought to our attention. View topic, which is Quatlus, uh, is number one. Number two is pure trust. .html, and number three is dangers irrevocable trust. Now, the irrevocable trust, I'll start with that. That has nothing to do with asset protection. And I kind of, when I saw the, when I clicked on it, I was pretty much, I was pretty sure of what I was going to find. Irrevocable trust, you've heard me mention it many times uh, over the last um, several months, that an irrevocable trust can lose everything that's put in it. It is not irrevocable to where people cannot pierce it. It's a statutory entity. 
all an irrevocable trust is, and if you read that article, you'll see what I'm saying, all an irrevocable trust um, is, it's a trust that's put together, and you are generally not not appointed the uh, the trustee. You can be, but generally you're not. Generally an attorney or a, or a um, financial or a state planner will set it up for you, or a, a tax professional or even a bank. They'll set up. I would never, uh, hear me clear on this, I would never never, never set up an irrevocable trust for my clients. And there's one primary reason. The reason is that what the irrevocable means is that once you put the documents, all the verbiage together in the documents to do what you want at this time, and you put your signature to it, and it's stamped good, ready to go, and on its way, um, you can't change anything. That it, it takes almost an act of Congress to change anything. That's why they're set up. And why this is so foolish is first it can still be pierced, okay? It's just a statutory trust. If there's a reason for me to be able to sue the uh, the irrevocable trust, be it because of the trustees, uh, whatever, whatever reason, um, it can be pierced like anything else, okay? And the, I, I did have, I did a, um, I did a seminar for a group of about 20, 25 doctors some time ago, right next to Huntsville, Alabama, home of NASA. And um, there was a doctor there with his attorney. And afterwards we talked, and the attorney was the one, he said, I didn't know anything like this existed, or I would have never put my doctor. But this doctor happened to have a, a son. He was 21 or 22, somewhere right in there. I don't remember exactly which now. But, but he had, he had uh, become a quadriplegic due to a shallow dive accident. It broke his neck and left him a quadriplegic kind of like Charles Krauthammer in, uh, on Fox News, on Fox, okay? And um, his attorney heard about this, and he said, I agree with you. Uh, an irrevocable trust, for example, he said, if we're paying $100 a month now to get him what he needs, and I'm just using figures here, I'm not, okay, let's say if, if we're paying $1,000 now, maybe in 20 years from now it'll be 5000 and the irrevocable trust will still be giving the, the uh, beneficiary the son, uh, $1,000. They will be going in the hole every month. And that's the problem with an irrevocable trust. You can set up an LLC or something that's totally protected, 100%. You can't lose a dime in it as, a, as a, an LLC or a corporation through the STS program. Or you can, you can use a foundation if you want that will, um, you, you still got flexibility to, to change things, to do things according to what's going on right now in that boy's life or in whoever's life. We've got, we've got people with handicapped kids that have now set up their STS program to, to help them, okay? So that's the first thing. Now, this uh, I wanted to mention because that's just a very clear and simple topic that I've been talking about for quite some time now. But, but uh, the first one, uh, the peer trust, it gives some reasons too. But there, and I thought, well, I'm not going to go through all three, but the, um, to an extent I will. I wrote an article quite some time ago, and anybody can have it. Just send me um, Mike uh, Pure Trust Truth versus Internet Distortions, Deceptions, and Lies. Um, when Quatloose first came out with that uh, uh, that, art that article there, and it was a long one about uh, Masters Protection Group. <coughs> Excuse me, Masters Protection Group and Pure Trusts in general. 
I realized that it was such a phony article. I don't know who the well, I do know. We've we've done some back checking and found out that they're a group of attorneys. And and you think about it for a second, guys. Why don't attorneys want you to have this asset protection? They want you to have uh, general statutory entities like corporations and LLCs and partnerships um, and and statutory trusts. Trusts each one of which can be pierced in a heartbeat. Every one of them, because because the person setting it up is the owner. Or if you have an attorney or somebody set it up for you, they make you the owner. If it's a corporation, they make you the stockholder or the shareholder. Okay, those are the owners. And and the first thing I learned within the first week or two of, of starting my research back in 1995, the first thing I learned was that anything we own can be taken from us. If you own it, a judge can take it from you, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a business failure, whether it's a, a fraud situation, whatever it might be. Anything you own that you're the owner of can be taken from you, okay? Uh, even at the trust, a lot of people, they at least know what a living trust is, whether they have one or not in both the U.S. and Canada. And a living trust, because you're the trustee, on a, it, that's a statutory trust. Every state and province has about 30 to 40, I would imagine, uh, uh, statutory type trust, crummy trust, charitable remainder trust, living trust, uh, irrevocable trust, all these different trusts. And they're all, they're all set up and created just a touch different. Every state's a little bit different. Every province is a little bit different. Um, so anyway, they, um, when, I, when I saw this, it was a whole article on Masters Protection Group and myself, Michael Clark. And it's the one fellow mentions right in the in the beginning of this. He says, "I don't know what this Michael Clark scheme or scam is, because he's very brilliant in what he does. He doesn't deal, and I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't deal with taxes. But I want you to know, those of you with the GLGI, I stopped at that mo- moment. It was in the afternoon, and I had to call that evening. It was at that moment I I totally changed my uh, what I was going to talk about." on the trust that night. I printed that whole thing out and I uh, I read it to everybody and I commented as I went through it. And you can probably find it in the uh, archives. I don't remember exactly when it, when it came out originally, but I'll check through the archives if I can find it. But I wrote the next day, I read it to everybody and I said, I want you to know about this before one of your buddies calls you that doesn't have a clue about asset protection or, or what they, it's, they, when people repeat things, the only thing they're, they're getting these these things from uh, they were at a party or they were talking with some relatives or or whatever they're not asset protection specialists i spent i've spent 20 years now research there there's um there's nobody and i'm saying this very humbly i'm not arrogant about it at all this isn't my program i didn't create it god just put me in a position to be able to uncover what the super wealthy use they keep it very private okay so um uh, as I, I read the whole thing to everybody, and I commented throughout it as to where where they were at, outright, they were either deceiving people, they were distorting the truth, or they were outright lying. And uh, maybe next week I'll do that again. But I wonder. I, immediately the next day, I wrote this this article: Pure Trust Truth versus Internet Distortions, Deception, and Lies. And, and I'm going to read it to you now. It's going to take a few minutes, but I think it's well worth it, guys, because you don't want to have to come up and try to 
you don't have to defend it. You can ask for this. We'll we'll email it over to you. And if anybody has any questions, you can show uh, and say, "Hey, I read this thing on Quatloose, or there's another site out there, MSN Ginger Apple Garth, uh, that uh, was very negative too. I, I talked to her on the phone, and she hung up on me when I uh, when I um, read her some of the court cases. Here here goes Baker versus Stem. American Law Review 462. It is established by legal precedent that pure trusts are lawful, valid business organizations. It is established by legal precedent that pure trusts are lawful, valid business considerations. I have tons of case law that support every single thing I say. And uh, okay, so the technical explosion over the past 30 years has given us benefits beyond our wildest imaginations, benefits that affect every area of our lives, commerce, communication, healthcare, entertainment, etc. The Internet has placed incredible amounts of information at our fingertips, all available at the speed of a click. Unfortunately, it's now widely accepted that some of the information available on the Internet is disingenuous, distorted, biased, or even outright lies. Regretfully, this is also the case with some of the information on the Internet regarding the Pure Trust, also known as the Massachusetts Trust, Business Trust, Contract Trust, Specialized Trust, Common Law Trust, True Trust, Constitutional Trust, etc. The purpose of this article is not to determine why these sources choose to distort the facts regarding the Pure Trust, but simply to expose them as the distortions they are. And to make people, now by distortions they are, I'm talking about the people that put out these articles, these false articles. And to make people aware of the truth as provided by the Constitution of the United States and the laws of the land. Laws of Canada, laws of the U.S., laws of all the other Western countries. And to make people aware of the truth, as, aware of the truth, oh, I said that right. The Pure Trust is a very real, very legal, very lawful entity that has been used by the super wealthy, individuals, families, professionals, and businesses for generations in an effort to totally protect their assets from the ravages of lawsuits, liens, levies, seizures, probate, etc. Negative Internet Articles. Um, One second. Negative Internet Articles. These negative internet articles imply that those who choose to use this pure trust will almost certainly end up in prison. For those who know the facts and the truth, it is understood that this is a complete distortion. The truth is the pure trust is a non-statutory entity, which when properly created is just as legal and lawful as any statutory entity, i.e. corporation, partnership, or limited liability company. In addition, it provides total asset privacy and impenetrable asset protection. You get that? It provides total asset privacy and impenetrable asset protection, something no statutory trust or entity can provide. Of all the negative articles on the Internet regarding the pure trust, there is only one issue that every article refers to, taxes. Other than taxes, you will, fi- you will not find another negative issue regarding the pure trust. Isn't it ironic that these internet articles that are distorting the facts and the truth about tax issues and the pure trust never mention there are thousands of corporations, partnerships, and LLCs in court every year because of taxes. Article never mentions that. Internet sources about the pure trust. Internet sources about the pure trust. There are two primary internet sources 
providing negative, disingenuous, misleading, distorted, and outright lies about the pure trust. Internet distortion number one, Ginger Applegarth, MSN. Never trust a pure trust. That's her. This is her article. The third paragraph of this disingenuous article states, known as the common law trust and the constitutional trust, and by a dozen other names, the pure trust is so outrageous that it would be humorous if the results were not so disastrous. Note, she does not say that the common law trust is illegal, only that it was outrageous and disastrous. However, she doesn't give a reason why the common law trust is so outrageous and disastrous other than it doesn't exist, which is an outright lie. The pure trust is, is mentioned in hundreds of court cases. The sole objective of this disingenuous article is to try and scare people from, from learning about and using this powerful common law trust, pure trust, implying that it is bad. The premise of the article is that the pure trust does not pay its tax obligations. The managers of those trusts may end up in jail. Actually, she should have said the trustees of those trusts if she had any idea what she was talking about, but she used the word managers. Um, what she fails to mention is that this is also true for those who manage, uh, mismanage corporations, partnerships, statutory trusts, LLCs, etc. If they don't pay the lawful tax obligations of the entity, they may end up in jail. Direct repudiation of Internet distortion number one. On April 20th through the 22nd, 2007, a drafting committee consisting of government officials from each of the 50 states met in Atlanta, Georgia, to initiate the draft of the Uniform Statutory Trust Entity Act. And I have that as well the, the signif on, on computer. The significance of this act regarding the common law trust is that this act unequivocally acknowledges the common law trust, pure trust, et al., as a legitimate lawful entity, Uniform Statutory Trust Entity Act. Here's a quote from that act, or several of them, as a matter of fact. Quote, a statutory trust differs from a common law trust in several important respects. A common law trust, whether its purpose is donative or commercial, a business trust, arises from private action without the involvement of a public official. Hello, private action, a, in other words, a private contract. See Uniform Trust Code 40, Section 401-2000. Reinstatement, third of trusts. Third, reinstatement, third. Reinstatement of trusts, Section 10, 2003. Because a common law trust is not a juridical entity, Juridical is a statutory entity, an entity created by the courts, okay? It is not a juridical entity. It is a private contract. Quote, by contrast, a statutory trust is created by making a filing with a public official, typically the Secretary of State, see Section 201. Moreover, a statutory trust is a juridical entity, an entity created by the courts, a common law trust is always created as a non-juridical, not created by law, entity, whereas a statutory trust is a juridical entity which is created by law. Quote, the common law of trusts applies to all trusts created under the common law, even those that have a business purpose, to the extent that the common law is not displaced by the trust instrument or specialized legislation. Okay? 
uh, all trust, but to be a pure trust, now I'm paraphrasing, I'm just talking myself here now, to be a pure trust, common law trust, whatever, um, um, the common law of trust applies to all trust created under common law. To be a pure trust, it has to have the five um, components which are in every pure contract trust, okay? doesn't have that. It's, it's, you can do a, a, a private trust, a private uh, contract, but you won't have the protection of a pure trust. Uh, and quote again, accordingly, the Uniform Statutory Trust Entity Act is not a codification of general business law principles applicable to common law trust. It's basically about statutory trust, but they do have these quotes that I just read to you in there that, that justifies and verifies that the pure contract trust under all of its names is a valid entity. Okay, The Uniform Statutory Trust Act draft repudiates any negative Internet articles that demeans the intimacy of the common law trust. Internet distortion number two. This is where we get the quatloos. Quatloos. Exhibit constitutional trusts and pure trusts. This negative Internet article, again, is all only about tax issues. See, that's the only thing they can go for on this is taxes. And uh, I don't remember. I don't think I have Wesley Snipes in here. But there's, people always point to the fact, well, Wesley Snipes got a common law, tr- got a pure trust, and he went to jail for it. No, a couple things here. First, that was one of the, the the private attorneys I know. They look at just about everything that's on there. By now, they've looked at every new thing out there, especially those that call themselves a pure contract trust because the three I know, that's all they do. They've all got about six, seven, eight clients, and, and the one I know best, two of his clients, he's got seven clients, and two of them are are are, are um, um, major Rockefeller families um, as well as five others. Uh, super wealthy families are pretty close to it anyway, and um, he he gave final verification to to my documents when I spent 12 years putting them together, learning about them, putting in there according to what I had learned. And um, guys, it's it's very so anything out there. The most they ever found was three of the components in a pure trust, and basically every one of them was set up for tax avoidance or tax evasion purposes okay we do not do taxes that is between you and your tax professional you have to go by what he says we give you we give you the pure trust to protect your assets now there may be some tax benefits in there but that's between some of some of the tax professionals are more conservative some are more liberal so that's but the taxes the actual taxes being done are between you and your and your tax professional but Wesley Snipes um, he got in with one of those that was a bad one. It was about tax. Uh, guys, I can almost assure you, anything out there, and I'm talking about we've had things here in the U.S., we have, there's things out there in Canada right now, anything involving taxes that says they're going to get you back all your tax money or they're going to, they're going to, you don't have to pay taxes. Guys, the, as of right now, before maybe a flat tax or a, uh, whatever the other one is that they call um, before they go into place. Right now, you do, especially in Canada, you do not want to get on the wrong side of CRA. You want to get yourself protected first and foremost so that when they do come after you, if they do, for any reason, and, and there's people that have got, have talked to me, told me their stories, there's stories that have been on the Internet that I've listened to and read. 
these people no more owed a tax bill than the man of the moon. They're, they're, some of the agents in the IRS and the CRA are very corrupt, okay? There was one story out of British Columbia where a fellow was worth about $4 million, spent a lot of time building up his business over the years, owned some properties, and uh, they came in to do his audit. He paid his taxes every year, never had a problem. Once they called and said, we want to come out to your place and, and do an audit, they did. They they asked to take the... Um, they asked to take the uh, original copies of his taxes, of all his taxes, with them. They did, and then he got a huge bill, something to that effect. I may not have from this part on exactly right, but I do know that when he called them and said, hey, you've got all my documents, they, they demanded all the original documents. And he, um, he uh, said, you've got them, and they denied it. They denied it. They, and he spent every dime he had plus um, a lot of money to get back. And finally, the CRA admitted that, uh, and a lot of you know this story because I brought it up at seminars in Red Deer in Calgary. And um, finally, they admitted that they did um, shred his documents and he's still fighting to get any of his money left. But he's uh, he's older now and, you know, he, he hasn't had the use. He spent, he spent a very stressful number of years trying to beat the CRA, and I guess he eventually did, and, and there's cases where people have beat the IRS. Uh, the most notable case there is where a guy fought him and fought him and fought him, and his wife uh, came home one day and found him in the garage. He had hung himself, and he left her a note. He says, it's past the two-year period, so use the money from this life insurance to continue the fight. The IRS is is um, is wrong in this. We are right. Don't give up. Now, that's that's an extreme, but people can, under stress, they can go to extremes, my friends. And um, just uh, about six weeks later, I believe it was, that that he won his case, that the IRS, um, that he didn't owe the money. They said that he did. He didn't owe any money at all, and I don't know what he ever got out of that. I never did hear it from that point. But, guys, that's what that's what can happen. You do not want to get under the thumb of the IRS or the CRA, even in these cases where such as GLGI, and those of you who are on that know what I'm talking about, um, such as GLGI, you don't want to get it. You want to get, I don't care if it's GLGI or what it is, if it's just that you owe a lot of money to them, um, get out from under that, okay? Let me finish this here now, and then we'll talk more about that. It's important to note that not a single negative Internet source says the pure trust is illegal. Direct repudiation of this Internet Distortion number two, case law, validation of the pure trust at all, and all. Uh, 88 American Law Reports, American Jurisprudence second, American Law Reports 27. The Massachusetts or Business Trust, which is also called a common law trust, is essentially a contractual business organization cast in the form of a trust. Burnett versus Smith, a pure trust is established by contract. And any law or procedure in its operation denying or obstructing contract rights repairs, impairs contract obligation and is therefore violative of the United States Constitution. Now, I'm bringing the Constitution. We bring the, the we have whether you're in Canada, Australia, England, wherever you have through the through the pure trust you have. The, the, the power and the authority of the U.S. Constitution working on your behalf because of the treaties and everything. And a, and a fellow that has looked up and, and found all of this to be true for me is Lawrence out of, out of Winnipeg. He's, he's a, an amazing researcher. He sends me stuff almost every day validating that the law of contracts in Canada links right back to the law of contracts, i.e., the um, um, 
U.S. Constitution in the United States. And we've got a lot of things wrong with the United States, especially now. But but um, the one thing that we have that is right, in my opinion, the Constitution is the second most powerful document ever written, the Bible being the first. But, guys, if that's the case, and that's that's not just my opinion. That's opinion to just about everybody I've ever talked to. Um, if that's the case, work it to your advantage. Use that power. Use that authority on your behalf. Don't let the tax authorities and the government authorities use it against you all the time. Get the jump on them. Start your, get rid of all your assets first. If you don't have any anything worth anything, they're not going to go after you. They're not going to waste their time. Okay? Um, Schumann-Heink versus Folsom. This type of trust is also sometimes referred to as a common law trust because it finds its basis in the law of contracts and does not depend on any statute that would be U.S. state or Canadian province for its existence. Hodgkiss versus Northland Petroleum Consolidated. The trust contract is executed by private parties for personal purposes and is not registered with the corporation commissioner. This failure to file with the state does not invalidate the trust organization. Cracker versus Malley, a trust organization created under the U.S. constitutional right of contract, cannot be abridged. The agreement, when, ex- when executed, creates a federal organization not under the laws passed by any of the st- several state legislators. Heck versus Malley, got just a couple more here. The Massachusetts Trust is a form of business organization. Under the Massachusetts decisions, these trust instruments are these trust instruments are held to create either pure trust or partnerships. These trusts, whether pure trust or partnerships, are unincorporated. They are not organized under any statute and derive no power or benefit or privilege from any statute. That means any provincial statute, any state statute, okay? Narragansett Mutual Fire Insurance Company versus Burnham held that the agreement and declaration of trust created a pure trust. Schumann-Heink versus Folsom. When the, when the express trust, express being written, when the express written trust is used as an agency of commerce, it is commonly known as a business trust. Because of its development and common use in the state of Massachusetts, it is often called a Massachusetts trust. And because it finds its basis in the law of contract and does not depend on any statute for its existence, it is sometimes called a common law trust. Lastly, Burnett versus Smith. A pure trust is established by contract, and any law or procedure in its operation denying or obstructing contract rights impairs contract obligation and is therefore violated, violative, violative of the United States Constitution. Guys, you in Canada have this power of the United States Constitution working for you. You want to get the baddest dude fighting for you that you can. And the U.S. Constitution is used around the world by the super wealthy. It's not me telling you this, guys. These are the court cases, and I, I found them all in reading cases uh, that were set up and, and and adjudicated, brought up and adjudicated by the super wealthy of this world, okay? They're still in control. The bottom line truth, the pure trust is a very legitimate entity. It's validated through the government documents and case law provided herein. A pure trust must file and pay all lawful tax obligations, if any, just as any other legal entity. Don't allow someone who doesn't know the facts or the truth 
discredit the power and authority of the specialized stress strategy because of their lack of knowledge regarding an article they read on a disingenuous internet site. Make them aware of the truth. And guys, that's what I wanted to get out of here. It's been a long time since I've touched base on that. Uh, so I wanted to uh, wanted to read that to you. I know a lot of you have, most of you probably haven't even heard it. And I wanted to make sure it was put in front of you there, okay? And by the way, Wesley Snipes, as I mentioned, he had a phony phony um, entity that they called a pure trust. But every one of those have been broken down. Anything where you're looking to anything, let me stress that, anything where somebody's trying to get you into a program to um, to um, go against the tax laws and it looks like a, um, you're going to get all your money back and this and that and everything else. And even if they do for a while, it can cost you everything you got back plus, guys, when there is a way to legally, lawfully reduce your taxes by about 80%. Um, and, and the reason I'm saying that is when Rockefeller... When, when um, in the Nixon administration, when Spiro Agnew had to resign, who was one of the people that came in? Uh, his name was put in place for the uh, possible vice presidency was Nelson Rockefeller. And when the Senate was questioning him, it was mentioned that he made millions, tens of millions of dollars the previous year, and they didn't pay any taxes. Uh, and they have pure trust. That's how they that's how they run their their lives through the power of a pure trust. And they're they're set up all over the world. And uh, there's a couple more questions here that, I, that pertain to this, and I want to get them out first, and then I'll look at your questions on the on the computer. Need for privacy? Any concerns with having your calls recorded and available, or us anyone doing more of an open call like we did? Yeah, you can go to our TalkShoe site and uh, just scroll down, and we've got about 100, uh, 100 and some. I'm thinking 160 or so recorded calls and there's usually a topic uh, on the talk shoes right at the beginning so you know what you can look at what you're saying we've had tax professionals on we don't again we don't deal in taxes i can only assume that the bureaucrats and the authoritative goons would like to stop sts not really it's it's the tax tax people but if you get see the only thing that the cra or the irs can come after you for is taxes if you keep your nose clean in taxes, and if you use, um, if you use, hold on one second, let me let me grab this, um, see if I can catch it here real quick. Um, I think it's on about page thir- twelve or thirteen. Um, let's see who can be a trustee. Um, hold on. Uh, give me one second here. Hold on. Uh, fair market for your tax obligations. Um, okay, here it is. Gregory versus Hillary. Guys, this is, in my opinion, the most prop, uh, the most um, authoritative case regarding taxes. It's a landmark case in which U.S. Supreme Court Justice George Sutherland stated, the legal right of a taxpayer to decrease the amount of what, would, what otherwise would be his taxes or altogether avoid them. But here's the key. By means which the law permits cannot be doubted. Is that powerful or what? Um, it's amazing. Um, it doesn't matter what, what country you're in. We all have tax obligations. So we've got decent roads. So we've got this. We've got that. <clears throat> but sometimes they do get way overdone. And um, <clears throat> as, as 
Canada is known for, high taxes. But here's the key, my friends. Don't wait until you get punched in the face and, and then say, well, hey, I should have ducked, or hey, I didn't mean what I said. Too late then. You've got a bloody nose. You've got a black eye. You've got a broken jaw, depending how hard you get hit and where you get hit. Guys, you don't want to mess with those people. You've got to protect yourself first. We've wrote a, we've wrote a lot of letters, but that doesn't mean, and, and we haven't really had anybody get get nailed yet, and uh, not at all in the tax in the tax uh, tax issue I'm talking about. We've never had anybody lose a nickel in the other in the other issues, um, as far as lawsuits and things like that. But guys, you've got to prepare yourself ahead of time. You don't wait until. You don't wait until you, you see the car coming coming through the red light, uh, green light on your part. He's coming through a red light, and he's about 10 feet from you, and he's going 40 miles an hour. You don't wait till then to, to put on the brakes, and, and you should look both ways. You, you get yourself prepared ahead of time. I didn't do that once, and a car came through at 40 miles an hour. Fortunately, I hit him rather than he hit me, and I watched him flip over twice. And... Uh, um, Fortunately, I was okay, and everybody in there were six people in that car, including two kids under two years old, and nobody was hurt. How I don't know. It was a Jeep, uh, um, was a Durango or something, and it flipped twice while I just sat there and watched. And uh, I wasn't hurt. Had a little bit of a sore back for a couple of days, but that was it. But anyway, guys, you can't wait. You in this day and age, if you're going to protect your assets, you've got to get it done. And um, and, and don't. They've got everything set against themselves, and we know who it is. As long as you own, own, own assets and property as a citizen, you've heard me talk about bail-ins over and over and over the last past six, seven, eight weeks, because they're, they're going to impact a lot of lives, especially when somebody gets a return on a, on a currency or another, some other type of investment they're in pays off. And we've had a lot of people that uh, a lot of clients that their investments have paid off, okay? And they've made a ton of money. But if you wait till that point, you're kidding yourself, okay? Let's see, need for Canadian-based pricing. A U.S. dollar price point due to miserable exchange rate is a real turnoff. Well, let me tell you about that. That's not, you're getting it dirt cheap, even at a Canadian price. Uh, Ed Gilmore pointed out our last, seminar or last two seminars in Toronto that if you were to go to a Canadian authority or even a US excuse me a Canadian tax attorney or even a, even a an as, or not necessarily tax a, a Canadian attorney to set up asset protection and it's the, almost identical in the US Ed pointed out in Canada for a decent package from a Canadian attorney you're going to pay anywhere from 25 to 50,000 dollars US it's the same thing I've had attorneys come up to me in seminars and say Mike after they listened, they came there to, to, to try and, and prove me wrong. But at the end, they came up and said, Mike, I charged $25,000 to set up a program that consists of corporations, trusts, uh, all these different statutory entities, and I can't even begin to do what you do, give impenetrable asset protection. I know they can all be pierced. We try to set up a lot of them so that, um, so that it's too hard for somebody to follow the trail. Okay, that's all they do. They do not give you impenetrable asset protection. Even at roughly just under $6,000 Canadian, that is everybody that knows asset protection has come back to me and said that is dirt cheap. If you think, if, if you think that going through the next several years fighting the CRA because of this GLGI issue 
is going to be worth if you don't think it's worth six thousand dollars and and i i can't i don't control the currency uh, fluctuation i don't we don't have anything to do with that we've got to create something that we still make a profit at okay i'm not going to be in business if if and i basically make peanuts off of this program i've got other businesses that help me and those of you that know the program you know what i'm saying with the compensation we give people for helping um helping others protect their assets Six thousand or forty-three fifty U.S. and you, you add about a third of that. It was one point three three the other day, or one point three two. I don't remember, or I don't know what it is today. But I, that's not my fault. What the currency uh, exchange is, okay? But it is dirt cheap, even at your price. And and we both we all live in two countries that are that we have a, a large middle class. We have a middle class that's made a lot of money. Uh, if you don't have that money after all these years of making money. Um, so we made some bad decisions, didn't we? And I, I, we, we all should have money saved away, and I didn't either. I, uh, I went broke a couple times, my friends, in business basically, but, but other things were just stupid decisions. Every one of us is right now where we're at, whether, whether you don't have any money, whether you've got a lot of money, whether you're in a situation like GLGI, whether you're going through a lawsuit, uh, probate, or this or that. We're in the exact position according to the decisions we've made in our lives. Now, this is a fact of life. So if you hadn't made that decision with GLGI, you wouldn't have, what, you wouldn't have been in that position. But there are things you can do to get yourself, put yourself in a position now to where a couple of years down the line, when, this, when the lawsuit comes to fruition, you're not going to have to worry. It's my opinion and the opinion of a lot of others. You're not going to have to worry about it because you're going to have a lot of insulation. If you sit back and wait and, and listen to other people that don't know what they're talking about, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to be fighting that battle. You're going to be in a, in a stress mode for a lot of years, okay? Uh, and we do have the form ready. I just got the, uh, the, I just got the email from Ed Gilmore today. <clears throat> and, and don't say, well, I heard bad things about it. There we go again. Okay, I've heard great things about Ed Gilmore, and I've heard some bad things about Ed Gilmore. And basically, it's not based on his knowledge, uh, the bad things, not at all. Um, we all feel that he is an extremely knowledgeable tax guy. And his problem, and I, and I threw it right in his face when we met in Chicago several weeks ago. I said, Ed, I've heard some bad things about you that you don't follow through. And he explained to me what happened during that specific period of time when a lot of people were waiting for him to come through and he didn't. He had some tremendous health issues that probably none of you knew about. And I said, well, Ed, that's fine. I can understand that because I went through the same thing, the same issues. But I did say, I said, Ed, I want you to promise me right now that if we team up on this and I, I send, we send our clients to you because I think you're the best, um, I want you to take care of them. I don't want any of this while well, I can't get in touch with Ed Gilmore. Um, now Ed's got his own life. He's got a good staff. His his boss at the CRA now works for him. Ed Gilmore wrote the wrote the manuals for the agents there. He knows the CRA backwards and forwards. He's got a program now, as I mentioned the other day. That he has approved the the um, the letter I put together, the contract that I put together for him. He sent me a basic one, but he's not the best in the world at writing contracts or letters. I'm pretty good at it. So. And he said, Mike, the, the contract is great. So if any of you want Ed Gilmore on your side and uh, where he can go in and look at your tax records, you give him permission, then he will consult with you and tell you exactly what to do. It may include, worst case scenario, that you have to bankrupt. I've done it. It's a, it's a tool to be used. Don't look down on bankruptcy. It's a tool to be used. Donald Trump used it four times. And I'm sorry, my friends, if you try to... 
if you try to run a business and, and get it going good, that doesn't always happen. There's too many factors in business. A business that becomes successful is, is somewhat rare in the number of businesses that are open, but now you're going to be running your life as a business. First thing you've got to do is get rid of the obstacles. The biggest obstacle any of you have that have a CRA or an IRS issue is the CRA or the IRS. Get rid of it and then take a deep breath and go on with your life, whatever it takes. That's, that's just my recommendation. Okay. Uh, yes, your price compared to other processes is cheaper, but a 30 to 35% addition is a big hit. Well, what if I told you just uh, what if they were the same and it was a $6,000 program? Uh, then you'd think, wow, that's cheap compared to what the attorneys are charging. Okay, so don't, 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 um, don't try to beat me up on that because, and I know you're not, but I mean, I'm just trying to tell you where we're at. It's not my fault that you have to pay 33. If I was in Canada and created the program and was selling it to the U.S., I'd sell it for $6,000, and the U.S. people would get it for a third less. So, you know, um, thoughts on some promo pricing for those by in by a certain date or. There's, we are so dirt cheap right now, and uh, and I'm not kidding you with that. We were at when I first started, we were at 87.50, and people were starting their program because they knew it was cheap, um, in comparison to what attorneys. And you know what? The more people I found out that just couldn't afford that, we broke it down to where we weren't making anything. And I'm saying that literally, okay? Anybody that knows the program knows what I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, um, we we put it together, and and I got it down. To 38.50, and we hadn't—that was nine years ago. We hadn't made a price increase until just recently. We added, we had to add. Um, the binders have went up, the papers went up, the, the ink and everything else. The price of labors went up, and so it's at 43.50. Even the attorneys said, "Mike, that's a steal." And and most of them have our program. I, I met with an attorney just the other day, so and he loved it. Uh, so anyway, I understand your position. Believe me, I feel terrible about it. But that 33 percent difference is not my fault not our fault we're still you're still dirt cheap compared to what you according to ed gilmore according to what you'll pay in the in the even the attorneys i met with in canada they said the same thing they said man that's a cheap program and they can't do what we do they can only give you something that can be pierced and that's why they that's why they don't want you to know about it they want you to be in something where you own stuff because then somebody's going to send you a letter, CRA or some law firm, if you had a car accident or a business day, and they're going to say, you either pay us this amount or we're going to take everything you own. Simple solution, my friends. Don't own anything. Okay. Also, sounds like some nice addition processes being put in place to help add more of a Canadian flavor. We have everything. It is totally Canadian now, our Canadian documents, okay? Um, they're domiciled in Canada. Everything in there is Canadian. We've got, we've, and, and I'll tell you what I'm doing. Uh, well, well, you know, we've already got everything changed over. Comfort level with them being as solid as to what is already in place. I appreciate your questions, Reno. They were, they were right on point tonight. So now, first thing, before I read any more off the Internet, I'm going to get back on my... Uh, my computer timed out. I'm going to get back on it, and I'm going to um, add, uh, answer some questions here. Let's see what we've got. Um, uh, let's see, let me scroll up here. New call one thirty-two three forty-nine. Guest twenty-seven. Hello, guest twenty-seven. Glad to have you on the call tonight. Glad to have you with us, and uh, hopefully we can share something with you tonight that'll improve your whole life uh, pattern from this point on. Uh, new call. Um, if you would like to speak and not be on mute, 
Um, I'm not on mute. Um, oh, new call. If you would like to speak and not be on mute, um, press star 8. Okay, press star 8 if you're on the phone. And in a little bit, I'll get over, and I'll, I'll, when you press star 8, a flag will go up, and it'll have a number, 1, 2, 3, 4, and I'll answer them in that order. And um, um, I'll get to you in a little bit here. How do we get money out of the corporation for personal expenses without doing payroll? Um, you almost, There's a couple. Well, in Canada, you're almost going to have to do a payroll. There's a T3. I believe it's T3. And um, um, with that, it's like a K1 distribution in um in the U.S., you can you can give yourself a, a distribution, which is like a dividend from the corporation. You can work for the corporation. As a matter of fact, as Bill Tully and, and Ed both agreed, in U.S. and Canada, you have to take a little bit of a salary from either the Canadian corporation or the U.S. LLC. Uh, hi, Brenda. Good to have you on the call tonight. It's my buddy's call. Okay. <laughs> Uh, new call, new call. Let's see. Let me go down. But anyway, that's that's. You can take money out in a number of different ways, and in Canada, that's where you'll get together with Ed Gilmore or your tax professional, and ask him, hey, uh, other than just a salary, how else can I take money out of my corporation? Um, I know how to set corporations up for asset protection. Remember, that's what I do. We do asset protection. We're not involved in taxation at all. Okay, in the ways you do this or the ways you do that with what we set up for you. That's between you and your tax professional. But if you have some specific questions, you can email me them during the week and I will um, talk with Ed Gilmore about it. Or if you get a chance, come to the seminar in Toronto, in um, Ontario, by the Toronto area. Guess four, you have to prepare a minute order to determine the trust, trust, trust trustee and LLC management fees to be paid out to the trustee and manager, yes. And we will get that put together here fairly shortly. In the meantime, if you have to, all you have to do is take a, a minute order from your trust or your LLC or your corporation and, and you determine, we do hereby agree, We this corporation, the, this numbered corporation is hereby agree to pay the director X number of dollars per month. Keep it as low as you can. You don't want, you know, um, huge, uh, because it'll, it'll go on your taxes, just like anything else, okay? Um, guess 12, uh, 1099, yep, it'll go on a 10, it, it can go on a 1099, absolutely. And that's how we pay most of our people on a 1099. Um, guess 12, work with your tax guy to determine a reasonable amount based on the size of your operations. That's right, and that's all they want you to do, the IRS or the CRA. They just, if you pay them something, you know, if you don't pay them anything and you're making money, they're going to come right, you can believe they're going to take your your taxes, they're going to set them in another stack over here, and they're going to put a little red flag on it. And now all of a sudden you're in that quandary with the, with the tax authorities, okay, U.S. or Canada. Uh, work with your tax guy, okay. Obvious, obvio, make sure it is enough to pay your freaking bills. Yeah, well, you've got other sources too besides the LLC or the corporation. If you've got, well, you may have. I shouldn't say you do. If you you may have, um, if you're working for somebody, an employer, then you've got that source. You can you can protect all that money or a portion of it um, through the assignment of income. If you uh, if you're retired, you've got your RRSP or PS, and you've got your CCP. You've got your your investments. You've got um, life insurance, dividend, cash values. You've got annuities, you've got these different things that you can you can draw income from, okay? And protect 
everything except what you need to pay your monthly bills. Okay, keep enough in your personal account only to buy your pay your bills because we've already got four clients that have been hit by bail-ins. Okay, um, keep as little as you possibly can in your personal account. Everything else goes into the trust or the corporate or the LLC accounts. They can't touch those. They can only be an account owned by a citizen. The trust and LLC will issue you a 1099, which you report on your individual tax return. Absolutely. If it's a K-1, a 1099, that's income. The best way to do it is a K-1 or, I believe, a T-3, which of which is considered an investment. I'm almost positive I heard Ed agree with that, same in Canada. In the U.S., I know it is, of which your taxes are lower. Okay, an investment tax uh, property, uh, an investment capital gain is is cheaper than income tax. You are not an employee. Equal, no payroll. You have a contract to manage 1099. You know, and there's something. If you want to see that that you if you if you want to to pay into uh, Social Security and things like that in the U.S., you will sign up as a W-2 employee, and then you have to. But that helps you in the retirement age. If you're younger, you should do that. Uh, to an extent, but but um, better than that is uh, uh, take some of your money and put it in a self-directed um, um, retirement account. Anything else can be taken as a beneficial distribution. Absolutely. Uh, I guess 34. No sound. What happened? The sound has gone flatline. Have to re-log in. Yeah, the, I don't know why that happens, but it does from time to time. Guess 16. My dad and I would like the would like the STS program. Can't log in or find web page. Is there a new protocol? No. Um, I was just on the web page web page just before I started here. It's www.totalassetprotection. No. w.totalassetprotector.com. Uh, send me an email. MPG protect you know what that's right they're they're about to change the so we can do everything electronic online um, but they may not have that finished completed yet so send me an email anybody that wants an application is ready to start their program mpg for, for miles per gallon master's protection group mpg protect p-r-o-t-e-c-t okay at aol.com mpg protect at aol.com uh, if somebody's on the line, could you write that in here so that they can see it? Uh, Mike, you've said that you have interacted with several attorneys that view the CL um, contract trust favorably. It might be worthwhile to make them available. Absolutely not. We did that in the beginning. These guys get paid for when they're talking to people regarding um, um, cases that they're working on. We tried that in the beginning, and we had three or four of them that people could, and every one of them called me back and said, don't you dare give my name out again. You, you, you get that my number off of your site, et cetera, et cetera. People called in and thought they could just talk with them. They had no use for their services. Guys, if there's anybody that will get upset about that in a hurry, it's an attorney. Not only that, I don't want an attorney. And the, and the one I talked to yesterday, he's, he's, uh, he's wanting to come on board, but just as a person that helps others with this, and, um, um, but he said, I, you know, uh, again, I'm going to help my people with this here. Guys, people take advantage sometimes, and they did. I got screamed at by all four of those attorneys. Micah, this is a legitimate business consideration. You know, I really don't like the way you put that. Supported by legal precedent, why would we not want to provide a trust extract 
to the bank. We do. We give a living trust to the bank. It's it's a trust that's set up. Uh, it's it's this living. It's the living trust. Your binder living trust. The big the big boy. But it's a, it's it, bankers are a proud, my opinion now, and I never had this before I started this program. They are probably the most ignorant of the professionals that are out there. They all think they're much smarter than they really are. They think they know about asset protection, and all they know is statutory asset protection. We have had basically no problems when people do it correctly. All they do is take a copy of the living trust that we provide you, and it's set up for the banks, and that's all it's for, not to be used for any other purpose. Um, And it's set up for the banks. They see all the information there that they need, and uh, this has basically changed since Canada, okay, because of the FATCA uh, situation. The banks there got very um, um, a little goofy because they, well, not goofy. They wanted to, they got to protect themselves too. But the individual bankers are not the banks, okay? And some of them have their own ideas because they've never heard of a of a, a non-statutory trust. Or they, and they just got one today where she said, nope, never heard of that. Not going to do it. We're not going to open a bank account. Just today I got that again. But it's usually from a lesser bank. We have um, clients all over Canada that have used TID, uh, CIBC, TD, Bank of Montreal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they've opened, they've opened trust um, bank accounts there with no problem. And naturally, you can go in and open your corporation bank account as well, and that'll eliminate the need for the living trust in Canada once you get a corporation versus a, um, an LLC or, or anything like that, Okay. But the trust with the trust, well, no, it won't eliminate because this is what you're going to open the trust bank account with, not the LLC. You're not. If you're in Canada, don't touch an LLC. Don't don't t- tell anybody about your LLC. It's sitting there. It's protecting your assets, but don't say anything to anybody. Okay. Okay. A couple more here, and then we'll go to the phone calls. Those Canadian clients that have your program, will we be sent the new Canadian documents? What are they? Well, the documents you've got right now are perfect. But they're they're good. They they're protecting everything you want. If you want upgraded documents, you would. Um, we have a a lot of them are going ahead and ordering the new up, upgraded documents. Um, again, we can't give them out to everybody because it would cost us an arm and a leg. We just the program continues to evolve and get stronger all the time. So um, um, send me an email and I will get you the what you need to know about upgrading your. A lot of people have upgraded their program in Canada already. They say hey. It's uh, perfect this way. As as the Canadians cannot open an LLC bank account, should we be open? Of course you can open an I don't know who told you, but you can open an LLC bank account. Um, there's banks. We've got Canadians with LLC bank accounts all over Canada from, well, let me say from Toronto to B.C. Um, so you can do that. There's no problem with that. Um, but if if you want to get it totally Canadian, yes, get yourself set up. We will. We can set up for you a Canadian corporation, and um, and then you use that to do all your work through. And you, the, the LLC just sits in the background and protects your property, the property that's in it. Okay. Uh, thank you, guest twelve. Yes, that's U.S. Same concept for Canada, I would think. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but um, page three of the STS application. What is the purpose of the question? Are you planning to file bankruptcy in the next six months? It says bankruptcy or going into a nursing home. And the reason for that is if you start a program and you file bankruptcy within 30 days or 60 days or something, they can come right back and, and claim fraudulent conveyance that you only started this program to, 
to get away from your creditors. That's not what you want to do. Uh, they'll 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 pierce that pierce this program in a heartbeat. So we tell people, and we've we've had success. Anything three to six months, preferably six months if you can. As long as you're not behind on your bills or anything, um, go ahead and start your program. And uh, every day, every day from the minute you start your program is an insulating factor that it's been in there. And then we can say, if they come out and say, well, you did this. No, we didn't. They weren't contemplating bankruptcy at the time. And we've got people that just, things can happen out of the clear blue. But if you've got your program in place, that's what I'm saying. Be be proactive. Don't be don't be just sitting back and waiting for things to happen. You know they're going to happen over, over a period of time. So... Um, um, yeah, that's why we put that in there. We want to make sure that we're not lying to people. And we've had to use that once already, uh, where they had to prove that they weren't contemplating bankruptcy right away. And I did. Ha- we have had one client that started his program, and I must have told him 50 times, now, you don't declare bankruptcy to a farmer from Illinois. I said, you just, and within 30 days, he declared bankruptcy. We had to send the money back to the trustee that he paid us, okay? Uh, do you still have pre-RV program? Yes, we do. Uh, just send me an email. Um, Ed, is Ed Gilmore form ready yet? Yes, it is, Hildy. As I said, I just got, I just got Ed's blessing on the, he said he loved the, the contract I put together for him. So, um, please, uh, any of you that want the, if you, you are having some issues with, uh, CRA, it's my recommendation that you fill out this form, sign it, and send Ed, uh, I think with taxes it's $565. And you'll see it on the form. And, uh, he will immediately start um, he will immediately start uh, um, the process of going into your files. He has to have your permission to go into your files because most people don't have a clue what they're really being, uh, what their real issue is with CRA. They think they know, but he can find It's like, as I mentioned, the analogy I use, it's like you going into the doctor and saying, and I'll be getting to the phones here in just a second. You go into the doctor and say, I've got a bad pain in my lower left abdomen. And the doctor doesn't just say, well, let's set you up for chemo or let me operate. No, they say, let's get you an MRI or some x-rays or whatever and see what's going on in there. And that's what Ed does with this. It'll be the cheapest $500 you ever spent. And then, in addition to that, finding out what it is, he will consult with you and tell you what he thinks your best best uh, options are. Okay? And uh, at that point, you can hire him again to take care of those options. And guys... If you if you once you get assessed, you've got 90 days in Canada. You've got 90 days, and we're talking garnishments, wage garnishments, everything. You've got to get this program, and you we've got people, we've got clients in Canada that have been uh, they've, they've, they've their 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 pension and their Social Security have been garnished 100 percent. I can't even I, when I first heard that, I thought I, I thought somebody misspoke. How can they take 100 percent of what somebody has? You know. What do they expect you to live on as citizens of this great country of Canada or this great country? In the U.S., they can take 50%. Okay, let's see. I've been unsuccessful opening an LLC bank account in Winnipeg. Do you create the corporation for us or do I go and get one? Um, we, we create the corporations for you. Um, Winnipeg, that's Manitoba. I can find out the cost for you. Send me an email. Remind me I need a, a corporation in, in Winnipeg. And the reason we do it, We've had several people, a number of people, rather, really, that went and did their own, and they 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 did something wrong. All of a sudden, it's it's they're they're in all kinds of trouble. We didn't do it, so I won't take responsibility for it. If we do it, I take full responsibility. Okay, um, so just send me an email, Mike. Uh, looking for a, um, um, 
an LLC in Winnipeg. Okay, and I'll, I'll remember who you are, guest 18. Okay, the um, um, let me go to the phones here. Number one is Western and Southern. I can't see where. Oh, wait a minute. Western and Southern Virginia. You're on the call. Who is this? Who am I talking? Hi. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. How are you? Who is this? Well, it's Christine. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. Um, I just want to make sure, I think you covered this, but I want to make sure, uh, about a living trust. When I took my documents into the bank, that's what I get back my monthly um, statements say, the trust, and then after that it says a living trust. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's considered a living trust. Let me and let me that's a good question. Let me let me give you a very quick but yet very thorough answer on that. A living trust by by its basic definition is any trust that's created while you're alive. Now you can ask you can add um to the private contract. We we're adding a second trust document to perform a certain purpose that was created through trust 1, okay? And that's where this document came from. So we can call it a living trust because it was created while you were alive, and it's created for the bank's purposes. Did they refuse to open the account for you? No, no, no. They opened it. It's oh, not, okay. No problem at all. But because you have mentioned living trust not being a good thing, when you said that uh, a couple calls ago, I thought, gosh, every time I get my monthly statement, <laughs> it says a living trust. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what did I get? Yeah, that would that would rec- that would make me set up and think about it too. I, unfortunately, I probably usually I try to put the word statutory in front of living trust to delineate between the two. Okay, one is our living trust. I just say living trust, and the other one I would say a statutory living trust. As and you know, when I was doing estate planning and financial planning, that I used to set people up in statutory living trusts all the time because it was the best thing I knew of at the time. It eliminated probate, which is terrible but it has zero protection. Our living trust has tons of protection. Okay, so it's all right that it says that. It says it's my perfect. trust name, and then it says a living trust after the trust name. Yeah, if you notice on page one, right after the cover page, it says a living trust. It says okay. da, 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 a living trust somewhere in there. Okay. All right, I just wanted to, because when you mentioned that before, I thought, wait a minute, he just said living trust is not what you want, <laughs> and yet that's what I've got. So... All right. Okay. Um, now, if I do a seminar um, in Virginia one of these times and we get to meet face-to-face, which would be nice, uh, you have permission to just give me a slap and remind me that I had you confused for a while. No, that's all right. I, I just want to make sure that I, nobody comes after me for, because I've told people about living trusts, and they say that's, they're no good. They're no good at all. And so Stash I thought, I know that this is good, but um, so I just wanted to clarify that. And the Perfect. second question is when this currency exchange happens, you have said to show no one our documents. Okay. What do we do if it comes up about trusts and the things that I've set up with you? Okay. How yeah. do we work okay. with that? Okay, you're talking about the RV? Yes. Okay. When the RV happens, if you've put your dinar or whatever currency it is you have in minute order number five, yes. all you do on the first line, you put uh, Iraqi dinar, the bottom line where it says account number, there is none, so you just put N slash A. When right. you go to fill out the FinCEN 104 at your bank, and they'll, they'll walk you right through it. You just let them know that the trust is the owner of the doc. Uh, you can take minute order number five with you, a copy of it, 
and the, the trust owns the dinar, and you are the trustee. You can also take a page that says you are the trustees. Now, when that happens, Bill and I are going to have, in the U.S., Bill and I are going to have a, a, a conference call, um, and it's all, every bank's going to, just like everything else, they're going to be a little bit different than the next bank, you know, but it's going to be a simple process. Okay, and, so they we can show. Whoops, hold on. All right, you're back. Sorry about that. So we we can show them the minute order. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, you're only an appointed trustee. I used to be more concerned in the very beginning, but the more I learned and the more I read about this and the more court cases I found, um, I don't care if they know that I'm the appointed trustee of my trust or that I'm the appointed uh, manager of, of my LLCs, or if I was in Canada, that I'm the appointed, uh, that I'm the director but not the owner. Okay. Of the, yeah. Okay, thank you for your questions, dear. Great. Thank you. Bye. Let's see. Number two, we have Ohio. By any chance, is this Nate? Hello, Ohio. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, it's not Nate. Who is this? This is Art. Hi, Art. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I have a question for you. My wife and I purchased a home, and we want to know the best way to get the full benefits from our STS program. Okay. Um, home in U.S. or Canada? U.S. Okay. Um, is it paid for or do you have a mortgage? It's paid for. Oh, yeah. You simply um, change the legal, you do a quick claim deed and move it into the, it's your It's your residence, right? Yes. All you do is a quick claim deed, you move it right into Trust One. Trust One will be the new legal owner of the trust. And um, um, once, the, once Trust One is the legal owner, it's a done deal. Okay, the trust owns it. So it's a very simple process. We've got many people that have done it. All right, now, what if we want to pay rent to the trust so that, um, what yeah, tax purpose? That's the only way to do it, and that's what we've, we've got a program put together. We've even got a rental agreement put together. Once you get it changed into your name, um, uh, to get any tax deductions, the trust has to have an income. And uh, so the trust owns the property, and and it's going to rent it to you totally furnished. That means all of the furniture inside is protected, and it's also going to be um, um, totally furnished and utilities paid for. So now you now the trust will be able to deduct the utility bill, and if you wanted a new dining room set, the trust doesn't pay, uh, excuse me, you don't buy it, the trust buys it because it furnishes the furniture in there, so it can tax deduct that also, or a new TV or a new computer. There are Now again, this is... This is according to your tax professional, but every single one we've talked to said, yeah, as long as the trust owns all that, um, it's well within the bounds, okay? Okay, now, when you say pay for the furnishings and everything, does that go through the LLC or does it come directly from the trust? No, that'd be directly from the trust because it's all owned by, uh, you're renting your house, you'll be renting the house furnished, which includes all the furniture, and utilities included. So that makes that makes any items in the see if you had a if you had an office you could you could redo the whole office and uh, new furniture new audio video new flooring carpeting or tile new everything painted and it would all be tax deductible to the corporation that you owned so same thing here now okay and that's why I asked because we do have an office in the home you do have a what we have the have an office in the home yeah, with our LLC. 
Yep, that's good. That's perfect. And we're I'm, I'm going to be putting out within the next, probably right after the first of the year, I'll have it done, um, working with Bill a little bit on this so that we can, um, um, it'll be a little booklet, a little article more than a booklet that uh, tells you exactly what to do when you rent out your house. You change the ownership to Trust One and you rent it out. And it'll be a step-by-step, okay? Okay. Good. Well, thanks. Gonna, for, I, I appreciate it. All right. You're going to put it on the a website or you're just going to mail it to everybody? No, we'll, not everybody will need it, but I'll let, you, I'll let everybody know when it's done. So those of you that do need it, you can just send me an email and we'll get it right out to you. All right. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now we have the infamous lady of the night, Verva. Yes, sir. <laughs> what in the world is GLGI? I've been hearing that and I don't know what it is. Yeah, good. That's the way I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, well, that's not very good. How am I uh, going to find it? It's strictly a Canadian issue, okay? It's not, it has nothing to do with the United States. It's a, It was a tax situation, and um, um, some people are trying to work out from it, okay? It's, okay? It has nothing to do with the U.S., so just relax. Sleep well tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, dear. Talk to you later. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Okay, let me see. We have any? Oh, yeah, we got one more. End time. Who is end time? Who is this? Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Fine, this is Pastor Rayner. Hi, Pastor Rayner. How are you? I'm doing good. I haven't been on for a while. I know that. (laughs) I've been very busy, Mike. Some detentions, you lady. But quite a few of the people that's getting trust, I, I believe they already have signed up on your line. Uh, they wanted me to find out uh, when they cash out one of their currency and pay for the trust, will they be able to get something to go to the bank and open up the trust? Um, now, which which was that? For which trust program? For what? The, the pre-RV or what? Uh, your regular trust. That, you know, the... Hey, regular the, yeah, yeah, they'll get everything right away, as quick as we can get it to them. Oh, they will? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, in the meantime, they, they cannot put uh, a big sum of money in the bank. They have to wait for you to send the papers. Yep, and then they can go down and open their trust bank account. Uh, do you have an idea how long that might be? Okay, um, now they're going to start a full program? Uh, yes. Okay. We can have them the the information to we can email them the trust living trust documents of and the EIN of which they can take right down to the bank and open up the account. We'll have that to them within three or four days. We'll have all the documents to them within four to six weeks, generally four, and um, um, to where they've got everything they need, all the all the solid documents. Then, yeah. And that's the irrevocable trust, right? Yep. We can we can have them the docu- the the bank documents for Trust One though within a few days. Okay. Okay, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. I like know. I like the name too, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Let me see if we got anybody else. If not, we got a couple of things still back here on the computer. Oh my goodness! I'm going to go to the computer first because a. I just want to say hello, Lisa from Winnipeg. How are you, dear? Um, uh, yes, if you, I'll send you, send me an email to remind me, and I'll send you a, a corporation um, uh, application, okay? Uh, 
Hello. Yes. Hello. Thanks for your time, Mike. I'm sending this as a test. You got a guest 31. I received it. Okay. Uh, here we go. We've got East Louisiana. Who's on the call? Who is this? Uh, yes. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for taking What's your my name? call. Well, I'm just going to say Anna. <laughs> okay. That's good enough. That's a good Christian name. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. This is my first time on the call, and you sound well, thank so... You. I'm sorry? Thank you for coming on the call tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. You sound so knowledgeable, and you sound so kind. And I'll so tell you what, just... God's given me all this information. I don't hesitate to, to say that. I say it almost every call somewhere along the line, so... Well, it's it's a wealth of knowledge. Um, I, I I do sense I'm a Christian, and I do sense that um, we're right on the cusp of, of this. So do and, I. Yes, and uh, I I'm not going to go into all the details, but I and I'm embarrassed because I don't know how many people are on this call. I don't know how many people are listening, but I do need to ask an embarrassing no. question for me. Okay. Um, when is, do they do background checks, and why do they do background checks? We don't. We don't do background checks. Uh-huh. At the bank, I mean, when you go no. to the bank. When you open your account. When you go to exchange. Oh, oh no! It, it would be. It wouldn't matter. Why would they? They can't do a background check. On, you mean regarding your dinar or whatever it is. Yep. Well, I read that someone um, went through the whole process recently with the uh, with the Zim and the Dong, and she had to wait 48 hours because they were doing a background check on her. Let me let me tell and, you what they don't do a background check. They don't have a right to do the background check on the trust yes. program set up because they do. If you're a citizen, they might they might require that. But here's the situation: it's going to when that money is transferred, it's going to sit in your account for anywhere, I would guess, from if it's if it's anywhere around a million or more, I would guess it's going to sit there um, for at least oh, five to ten days um, to uh-huh. make sure that all the money comes back. Maybe that's what they were talking about when I've transferred money to certain accounts in, in somewhat large amounts for myself or for others. It, it does. The bank's not going to... They're not going to put themselves in a position to lose, okay? So they uh, they may do a they may do a little bit of a background check to find out where it comes, but you don't own it, so they can't do a background. You're only an appointed trustee. They can't they can't do anything on you. You could you could slam them with a lawyer so fast, and they don't. Okay, want so so I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm that's sorry okay. To interrupt you. When you say I'm a trustee, meaning I'm a trustee of the of the currency that I'm holding, right? Well, you know, you'll be a trustee of the trust that owns the currency you own. You turn all of the. You don't want that RV to happen, uh, and within your name, that'd be the worst thing that could happen. Because if it transfers in your name, you're still a citizen, and I, I'm of a firm belief, as are many, many people, that that they're going to start freezing with this new bail-in and this this um, asset forfeiture. They're going to they're going to take a lot of money out of a lot of people's accounts. And um, they're all—they're going to do it all legally. They're just salivating, waiting for the RV to happen, uh, the powers that be. So, 
Um, if you, the minute you start your trust, it's not owned by you as a citizen anymore. The dinar and the zen are owned by the trust, of which the government, the IRS, nobody can touch a trust. In bail ends, at very bail ends rather, where they can come in and take money out of your accounts. And we've got four clients that that's already happened to in their personal accounts, and that taught them a big lesson to not keep any more in their personal account than they need for their monthly expenses. And uh, so it's happening right now. And across the I'm US. sorry. Okay. I don't even know what a trust is. That's how. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know what? Send, I'm me so a, sorry. Uh, send me an email. Did you get my email address when I gave it a little while ago? Um, I did not. All right. It's, it's here. You got a pen handy? Um, I'm on my phone in, in the parking lot at the grocery store. And <laughs> I, I can. Uh, hold on a second. I can write. Okay, hold it. What's your, what's, what's your email address? Yeah, you mind giving it or no? Uh, I'd rather not, but okay. I can uh, I can write yours down uh, in my in my notes right here. Okay, it is M P G for Masters Protection Group. M P G Protect P R O T E C T at AOL dot com. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that back. Um, at AOL.com. All right. So it's uh, it's M as in Mary, P as in Paul. Yep. Mm-hmm. G as in good, protect at AOL.com. Perfect. You guys, just send me an email address, and I'll send you some information on exactly what our program is, okay? Thank you so much. You become thank very you knowledgeable so for a short period of time. No, thank you for coming on the call tonight and, and for taking the time to talk to me. Okay, Ann. Thank bye-bye. you, Michael. Bye-bye. Um, let's see. When opening up the bank account in the trust, won't the bank ask you for your own social security number? Sure, because of Homeland Security, there's no problem with that. I can get your so I can get anybody's social security number um, in about uh, two minutes online um, for about four dollars and ninety five cents. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, social security number is no big deal. They they everybody's got it. Um, when I hear people say, well, I don't give my Social Security number, well, okay, but I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, they'll ask you for it. But understand, here's the important part of this. They're asking you for it as an appointed trustee, not as an owner trustee of the trust. You're only appointed, so they can't come after you for anything. And if they don't have a legitimate reason, they can't come after the trust either. The trust just holds assets. There would be no – trust isn't going to have a car accident. Trust isn't going to – have a business value, nothing. So okay, so you don't have to worry about that. You have to give in the U.S. You have to give a Social Security number, and I would bet you have to give an SIN in Canada also. Okay. Um, let's see. He is twelve. No, uh, the amount of funds has to settle. Yeah, it's got to settle for a little bit. The money has to settle in there. K one is for beneficial distribution. That's correct. Uh huh. And as the uh, certificate holder, the beneficiary, you, our clients. Um, all receive uh, K-1 distributions. And people, let me go out on a limb here a second. We're past time already. But um, to let you know, and I'm going to go a little longer because this is such an interesting, and you guys are interested in this. K-1 distribution, um, if, if, you have, if you're on Social Security in, uh, in the U.S., you can only earn about 14000 plus or minus a little bit per year. Everything you earn and are paid as a K-1 distribution, I don't care if it's $5 million, it's not subject to income tax, only to capital gains, okay? 
It's an investment. It's not a so you can earn as much as you want and not not have to be taxed on it to be at Social Security. Uh, 1099 is management trustee fees. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, www. Yep. <laughs> uh, put Bush at the end of that. W. Bush. No, you you vet the inquiries for the attorneys. Yes, 12. I'm not sure what you mean by that. No, you vet the inquiries for the attorneys. Not give out numbers wholesale. No, I don't even get involved. I, I've fired over 100 attorneys in my life. I don't. I don't like. I don't like even like the profession. Although my my partner was an attorney 40 years and a judge 20 years, and uh, he was one of the old-time guys that did a lot of pro bono work, and he did it for the profession to help people, not just for the money. So we don't need attorneys with this program. You have the power yourself in a private contract, contract being the power. But won't they come after you if they have issues regarding the trust? What, what issues could they have regarding the trust? What issues could anybody have regarding the trust? Uh, be a little more specific, okay? Um, MPG can vet. I'm not going to waste my time vetting uh, attorneys or anybody else. We haven't had a, we haven't lost a single nickel for a client in, in nine years now. And um, every case that has ever, we've had six or seven hundred lawsuits against our clients. Every one, with the exception of two, that that our clients decided to to go after and to to stay in. Uh, every one except two. Um, has been dropped within two weeks. So we've got a successful program here. I'm not going to change a thing we're doing. Um, and, and, and as you learn more about it and become more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what it is, that how it works, why it works, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. You don't need an attorney. That's the last thing in the world I want. And I would never hire one, even with my construction company. Every successful person I know, they don't keep attorneys on file, just the big companies do, or on retainer, I mean. And a few of them did, and they dropped them once they started this program. We've got several clients worth over $100 million, and, and they know they don't have to deal with attorneys anymore. MPG can vet the inquiries. Okay, no, guest 37 is making reference to Social Security number, but won't they come after you if they have issues regarding the trust? No, there's case law out there after case law that says that an appointed trustee or an appointed manager cannot be held liable for anything having to do with the trust or the, or the uh, LLC. And the other way, if the trust or the LLC cannot be held liable for anything regarding the um, trustees. Okay, so you, you're locked up tighter than the drum here. And um, guess 37, if you want, send me some send me in, some information, and I will um, get it out to. Uh, I'll send you some information, or send me <laughs> email me and send me uh, a, an email, and I'll get you some information back to you that'll give you a whole lot more knowledge about it. Um, but I understand what you're saying now. Your social security number doesn't mean a thing. It's how the, the fact that you're an appointed in an appointed position and not in an ownership position. Remember, they can take everything you own. You don't own anything here. Okay, you've given up ownership, but you're in total control. That's the key. That's and the Rockefellers, the Kennedys, the DuPonts, the Morgans, the Mellons, the Carnegies, they're the ones that set all this up, okay? Uh, you provide the EIN number associated with the LLC or trust. We provide both of them for you. Yes, we do. We, it's a turnkey operation. From the moment we receive your application, everything is taken care of for you, and even the places where you're transferring assets, et cetera, et cetera, and um, accepting the appointment of being trustee, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's all very simple. Basically, all you have to do is put in a couple words, and and it's done. Okay. Southwest Wisconsin. Who is this? Mike, Brian, Northwest Illinois. How are you? 
Oh, okay. It came up northwest Wisconsin, uh, southwest Wisconsin. How are you? Right. Oh, yeah, I know. We have to get that straight down. See, I'm going to see you up at uh, Green Bay at uh, Harold and Pacey's. Uh, my question is this. Uh, you're aware of my situation. Yep. And I'm wondering whether or not you could be up to speed on using the common law approach to a commercial lien. Yeah, we can. I can. I can do a little checking on that. I'll check with Bill. Bill would probably be the probably. Be. Why a commercial lien? Well, because it's common law. It's uh, well, I. I'm the only one with first-hand knowledge, and uh, I know the truth. Yeah. Well, the UCC lien is has never been pierced. We've never had a client lose a nickel. Everybody drops when they see a UCC lien on it. But yeah, we'll talk about it, and Bill will talk about. It. We'll all three get together. Okay. Very good. Look All forward right. to the visit. Thank right. you very much. Drive safe, getting to Green Bay. Okay, Western and Southern again. Um, Western and Southern Virginia. Hi. You pretty much, I think, answered my question. So I was going to say when, when this RV thing happens, I was going to use the EIN number that it was assigned. Um, but it doesn't matter if they ask me for my Social Security. I can give them that as well. Absolutely. As okay. a trustee, they shouldn't. As an appointed trustee, they shouldn't. But I wouldn't even hesitate. I give mine to anybody that regarding trust or, or LLC matters. Okay, uh, because I am appointed. I'm not the owner. That's correct. You've got All right. it. Absolutely Perfect. Right. Thank, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Guys, thank each one of you. God bless each one of you for taking the time to, to come on the on the call tonight. Um, it's been my privilege and honor, as it is every every Monday night, to uh, help people. There you go. You're running out the door. Everybody's leaving the chat. I might say something very important. But anyway, guys, thank you. Thanks a million for coming on. Thank you for your questions. And it doesn't help just you. It helps a lot of other people. I can assure you of that. There's always other people in here. Thank you, Rita. Blessings to you as well and to David and to Ginger and to Joseph. So um, thanks, guys. Um, Have a wonderful week. we got Christmas coming up. Once again, no limit on the gifts to me. So Uh, Just reminding you. So anyway, I will talk to you later next Monday, same time, same station. God bless, and have a safe and a a wonderful uh, week ahead. Good night. Good night, Mom and Dad. Thank you, guys, 15. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.